Welcome to the Unique Mums podcast. My name's Anna, and I'm a wife, mum, author, blogger, and Jesus follower, bringing you biblical truth, devotions, and encouragement so you can find joy, purpose, and hope as you navigate through motherhood, one cold cup of coffee at a time. You can find the episode show notes, free devotions, and a lot more information at uniquemums.co.uk. Hello, Mum. Welcome back to the Unique Mums podcast. It's so good to be back after a long break over Christmas and the beginning of January. Uh, Yes, for me, December, January and even February are quite busy months because we have a lot of birthdays in the family and other things going on as well. And so, yeah, I just decided to take a bit of a longer break just so that I could organize some things and also start the year off with some reflection and some planning as well. Even though I don't do New Year's uh, resolutions in a lot of detail, I just have two or three main things. Uh, Yes, I just like to spend some time reflecting and thinking about things that I feel that God is calling me to. I also find it helpful to do this throughout the year as well for it not to be just a January thing. So sometimes I'll just have an idea of doing something like it was actually in December that I started a little workout system in the mornings as part of my morning routine just a 10 minute a day and I started that at the beginning of December so yes I like doing these things at different times of the year but in January I also like having like a few goals or things that I would like to do things that I feel that God is showing me that are important to embrace so uh, today I'm actually doing an interview And that interview is with a friend of mine. She's an author and a blogger and a podcaster as well, like me, Vanessa Liu. And we met on Instagram a few years ago and we've been friends. So I'm not on Instagram anymore, but we still email and keep in touch. And actually in this um, conversation that I'm sharing with you today, we're talking about the topic of faith over fear. And what that looks like for us as Christian women, as Christian mums, and even we, we, we talk a bit about as well like characters from the Bible and some examples of some people that God used and who did choose faith over fear in a lot of situations, not perfectly all the time, but in some situations. And also, yeah, it's just an encouragement for us as women as mums that yeah there are so many stories in the bible of people who when they chose faith in god over fear they really experienced god's um god's deliverance god's provision and yeah and we go into some detail also about how we can actually grow in this area of faith over fear and there are some practical things that we can do so yeah it's a really encouraging conversation and i'll jump right into it so hi vanessa welcome back to the unique mums podcast you've been on before but it's lovely to have you back here And uh, yes, I don't know if you would like to introduce yourself to any new listeners and say who you are and what you do. 
Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me back. I'm excited. Yeah. I love, I love talking with you. Um, I would say first and foremost, I'm a child of God, you know, um, but I am a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a writer. Um, I'm a sharer of God's word. I like to put it that way. And the Lord inspires me through writing and podcasting. That's like kind of the way that I get my, you know, the sharing out. Mm -hmm. Um, and then little fun things. I also love bird watching and art, um, because expression and connection to God and other souls is what makes me tick. That's what, that's why I think, you know, when you feel connected to the vine or, um, even just connected to another person, it's, it just kind of sparks you. You know, I don't know. It sparks me. <laughs> mm, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. And like you were saying, uh, it's sharing what you're learning. It's for me, at least when I share the things that God's teaching me, it's like I somehow managed to learn better than if I just kept it to myself. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, and I think that's I, I for a long time, I've known that that's actually a learning uh, method mm. is you you begin to teach or share what you're learning because it helps you remember it in a different way. Yeah. Um, right. Like, or if, if there were like, you know, five chambers of learning or something, then that fills up like two more or something, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I always, I, I can't even help it now. It's just second nature. Mm-hmm. When I'm learning something, I share it you know, or God taught me something and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. You know, um, I can't, I I can't help it. Mm. I I have to share it with someone. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. And you, um, well, today we're talking about the topic of faith over fear. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to ask you if you have like a personal testimony of a time where you moved forward in faith instead of giving into fear. And what was the result of that? So um, I thought of a few things that like kind of different uh, examples of it, right? So, you know, anytime that I've written a book, I have to choose faith over fear. Mm. Um, you know, I, I have to because if I'm if I don't, I'm drowned out by, you know, thoughts that tell me, ah, it's not worth it. Nobody's even going to read it. Um, You know, why would anyone read anything you write anyway? You know, those kind of things. Yeah. So I have to root myself in the truth and say, well, this is what God has called me to do. He's made it clear. I've confirmed it several times. Mm -hmm. And so the, the thing that makes the faith you know, win out is the truth. Like you, you have to go to the truth. So the fear I experience makes me want to recoil, right? Yeah. Give up. Um, there was also another time when I had to choose faith over fear when I put together a women's retreat. Um, the whole thing. I mean, I was so out of my zone, you know, I I didn't know how to do anything that I did, but it was all God, you know, it was just like him taking me one step at a time and being like, okay, I will do that. Okay. Um, 
But I would say daily, I I experience fear. Um, I wish I didn't, but I do. And I think what I'm learning is like the experience isn't wrong. It's what I do with it. Yeah. So like I said, you know, the the fear I experience, it makes me want to recoil. It makes me want to give up. It makes me want to just like not even try. Like, what's the point? But um, I choose to cast out the lie playing in my head or the lies uh, and instead speak God's truth over it. Right. So uh, like a common everyday example that may sound really stupid. It sounds stupid to me, but it's the truth. Um, Daily, I'm afraid of messing up. I'm I'm afraid of messing up the time schedule. Mm. Uh, You know, that's stupid. I think that's stupid, but that's that's the reality. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel so responsible for getting my kids to school on time, being on time for work. Yeah. Um, And then you know, and, and being on time for others. And I'm not saying that we should be careless and say, oh, it doesn't matter what time I show up. No, it doesn't. It does matter. But if God is guiding my steps, I can rest in that and work from there. But I have to battle that fear pretty much on a daily basis. Um, It's not, it's not like I just wake up and I'm fine. I have to like fight. Mm, yeah. Um. So for me, the best way to act in faith instead of giving into fear is by abiding in the word Mm. and in God's presence. Um, If I don't know the truth of God's word, I can't let it comfort me or give me the courage I need to press on. Mm. And I think, you know, that's a big part of it. You know, we want comfort. We want courage. But if we're not in the word, we can't get it. Mm. You you really can't because you're just getting it from the world, which is synthetic. You know, it's not it's not true, and therefore it doesn't hold up. And then you're unsatisfied, you mm. know. Yeah. Um. Or you're without help. So, some of the ways that I abide, um, instead of just saying, "Oh, I abide in God's word," I thought, well, maybe I should share some examples of what that looks like for me. Yeah. Is I read. I read the Bible. I write the Bible. Mm-hmm. I speak the Bible. Um, you know, I speak his word over myself. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going through it, I'm writing it. I'm saying it, mm-hmm. uh, letting myself hear his word. Yeah. Um, those are some of my practices. And then the other part of that is holding every thought captive. Um, and I ask myself, well, is that truth? Mm-hmm. Or is that false? Um, because if it's false, I don't even need to entertain it anymore. I don't need to like try to figure it out. I don't need to try to problem solve it. It's not even true. So mm-hmm. I'm not even going to deal with it. And I think the more that you do abide in God's word and his truth, the easier it is to cast out the lies because you know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's but true. if you don't know it, then that practice isn't going to be very effective because you're gonna be like, well, I don't know. Is that true or is that false? I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I think with me, it's basically the same thing. It's in my case, sometimes fear is anxiety, like feeling like that thing of what if this happens or mm-hmm. yeah, that happens in the future. And it's basically that it's, um, I guess when I was younger, I always thought the thoughts that I were having, I was having were true. 
And then uh, when I became more mature, I realized actually lots of thoughts I'm having are actually the enemy's lies. And he brings discouragement, he brings anxiety, he brings fear. And it's doing that kind of thing that you were saying, which is, is this true? Is this not true? Is this some anxiety that I'm feeling or whatever? So it's just having that that side of things of analyzing our thoughts. And then obviously, as you said, we need to know the truth so that we can apply it to our minds. And as mums, I think as well, sometimes we can get uh, anxious and fearful. And that's in a certain sense, I think it's normal for us in one way. But like you were saying, the battle that we have in a sense, it's not wrong to go through that battle, but it's what we do with it. So right. how... Yeah, so how can we act in faith instead of giving into fear and anxiety as mums? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking as you were saying that about being yeah. a mom, yeah, that I feel like I used to have a lot more anxiety mm -hmm. in being a mom. And now um, through God, you know, through his renewing me, strengthening me, growing me, uh, as a mom, I don't feel very much like mm. that's not very consistent I actually see the fruit from living my life with God in my children um but I think it, it really goes back to those things as moms we have to drench ourselves in the word mm. we have to um because we're we're not gonna it's just not gonna happen accidentally it's not like, oh, well, God's real. So I, I, you know, it'll be like, he'll eventually make me not afraid. Like we have to know the truth mm -hmm. so that we can battle. Yeah. And then, you know, more personally, the battle gets me down. Mm -hmm. uh, I, like sometimes I just, I'm so upset with it because mm -hmm. I think, why am I still battling fear? why like it's so stupid <laughs> like uh just speaking plainly like it really bothers me because i i feel like it, so god like the enemy even uses that so like if i'm battling he's like ha see look at you look how weak you are look at you're still battling fear you know and uh and then i'll be like yeah you're right what's wrong with me like i thought i knew i thought i thought that i was strong in the lord and I am, but see, he makes me think I'm not because yeah. of the battle. And so, um, you know, I, I, I just have to throw it all out and say, no, the battle is normal. Like that's, I count that as part of the trials mm -hmm. as following Jesus. Like, you know, yeah. you will have trials, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Yeah. Um, I, I put that in my battles like I, I I think okay well this is part of my trials mm -hmm. is that I do have to battle the flesh mm -hmm. you know and um so I would I would just say the more but the more that you just kind of drench yourself in the promises of God and actually get them from the Bible and not just you know things yeah. you see on social media or here <laughs> or whatever because sometimes those things are not accurate the the stronger you can become oh also sorry i should have said this a while ago i've learned when you choose faith 
when you choose to step forward, even though you're scared and you have no idea how it's going to turn out, mm-hmm. but you go, okay, I'm going to trust God. And you, and you take that step over that invisible line. I like to mm-hmm. picture God always meets you on the other side of it. And for me, that's what helped me get stronger in my faith. Cause it was like, oh my gosh, every time that I've ever been afraid to cross that line, but I'll be like, okay, if I really trust God, I'm going to do it. So I do it. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. Right. Mm-hmm. But I believe God will be with me. And guess what? He always is. And after I take the step, I have peace and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so much better over here. Why did I wait <laughs> so long? You know? And then as you rack those up, that also builds your confidence in the Lord where it's like, it's not so scary to have faith. It's not so scary to trust in him because every time you ever have, he's never let you down. You can't experience that until you take the step of faith. Like you, you can't experience that while you're just staying in fear and going, well, hopefully God will show me something. And then I'll like, that's not faith. Yeah, that's like waiting for proof. But the Bible says, you know, faith is evidence of the thing, you know, like yeah. belief in the things we haven't seen. Yeah. Um, And if we've already seen it, it's not faith. Yeah, it is. that's it. Yeah. We have to like faith is actually the action as well. It's not just sometimes we think of it as like a feeling or, mm-hmm. you know, but actually real faith is actually taking steps of faith and it's the action. Like I said, I wish I would have brought that up earlier (laughs) Uh, because because that's a big part of it but I think um just from where I'm at now I I don't really think about it anymore because I'm so used to doing it Mm -hmm. but it's like no the first thing is you have to actually take that step yeah you know like across that invisible line or across that that canyon Mm. you have to take that step and trust that God's going to catch your foot you know like and then you see it. You get to just see it for yourself. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. He's real. Yeah. He is protecting me. He is equipping me. He is, you know, surrounding me mm. on all sides. Mm. Um, And so it's like in your best interest to take that step of faith. Yeah. Um, But, I, you know, I don't know. There, there are a lot of parts. I think yes. there's a lot of parts. Yes. Because yeah. you have to know that it's God talking to you. Um, you can't just like try to do something scary that he didn't call you to do. That's not the same thing. And to know that he's calling you, you have to know him Mm. to know him. You (laughs) have to read. (laughs) It always comes back. Yes. It always comes back to the Bible. Yes. Yes. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how like in Christian faith, so many things are like connected, aren't they? Like you need one thing and then you need the other and it's all kind of related as well. Like even prayer, I was thinking, so there's the part of reading the Bible and also in prayer, like bringing all of our fears, anxieties, worries, bringing them to God in prayer and then just asking for his, uh, yeah, for him to to show up <laughs> and to help us where we are in our weakness and with our battle. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah there's so, so many different things. Um, and in your latest book, The Wilderness Remains, you write about characters in the Old Testament and how relevant their stories are for us today. Uh, which yeah. story do you think best showcases this area of faith over fear? Well, so in the wilderness remains, mm-hmm. the entire book is from Exodus. 
So um, there's not too many characters that are named, um, but Moses is definitely one who mm -hmm. exercises faith over fear. Um, and I did think it'd be fun to share an example of a character who chose fear over faith. The uh, comparison. Yeah. yeah so we know, you know, it's very clear that when you read the when you read Exodus, Moses was like, what? I I can't be the guy like no way. Can you pick someone else like like I don't speak well? Like, why are they going to listen to me? What am I going to say? Like he had so many doubts um, about his call. But God told him, no, it's you. And I'm going to be with you and I will give you helpers. You're going to do it. And he did it. So like in his thing, he obeyed. Sure, he had hesitations. And I love that, actually, because it does help it be way more relatable. Mm -hmm. um, if he didn't have any hesitation, it, it would be like, oh, that's weird. Like, oh, that's oh, well, he must be different than me because I'm scared. No, Moses was scared. He was scared, but he he chose to obey um after you know several conversations with god back and forth wait are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but he did it and god delivered the hebrew people through moses hmm. and that was a huge thing and and he did many miracles um you know god did many miracles through moses okay um now Another character in this where we see the exact opposite from me anyway, what I saw was Aaron. Aaron shows us an example of fear winning over his faith, okay? When the people were restless and impatient, when Moses was up on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments, right? Instead of reminding them of what was true, that God was their God and working on their behalf, and that Moses would be back to lead them further, he could have done that. Like he, he was given the information. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he was given the authority to be in charge. He could have reminded them of that. And like, Moses is going to be back. He's going to take us to the next step. But instead he appeased their anxiousness, right? He appeased their restlessness with forging a golden calf. Mm -hmm. And to me, what I see is he cared more about their approval Right? Like he cared more about his approval rating than the truth. He knew the truth, but he chose not to live in it. You know, he chose to, mm, I'm going to do what's good for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that is extremely relatable as well, because whether we realize it or not, a lot of times we are choosing fear because we're choosing ourselves. We're choosing what we think is the best for us. But God has something different. And so by choosing what we think is the best for us, we are rejecting what God says is the best for us. And so, you know, those those were the two that stood out most to me when, you know, mm. you presented that question. Yeah. Because in in the book of Exodus, there aren't, like I said, there aren't too many big characters. It's, mm -hmm. it's mainly Moses, a bit of Aaron. We got the Pharaoh. Um and, you know, the Pharaoh chose fear too, a hundred percent, because he was afraid of losing his power. All of that was driven by fear, not truth. Hmm. He was afraid of the Hebrew people because they were so large in number 
Mm-hmm. So he worked really hard to oppress them. Mm-hmm. And and that was fear. Yeah. You know, that there, there's no truth in that. There's no honor in that. That was just fear. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how like how relevant it is when we read these stories of the Old Testament, isn't it? Like, as you were saying, like Moses's faith was so so real like it didn't mean he didn't have any doubts or struggles along the way but he ended up um, obeying God and yeah it's just interesting how each story is relevant for us like oh uh, yeah yeah and there's there's another um example in there that I just thought of um with Moses like I could relate to it so well Mm. it was like God had told him you're gonna go to the pharaoh He's yeah. not going to listen to you the first time, yeah. but you're going to like, like I'm going to deliver the people. Like that's the end game. Right. So he like told him all that information and then Moses went and he spoke to the Pharaoh and it didn't go well. And Moses freaked out. He was like, God, why, why did this happen? You know? And it's like, God already told him it was going to happen. Yes. <laughs> I could relate to that so well. I was like, whoa, how many times have I done that? You know, mm-hmm. where God's like, hey, you know, it, it may be bumpy, but I'm with you. Like, mm-hmm. I will carry you through. And then it's like real bumpy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's super relatable. Um, one more thing in the book, uh, The Wilderness Remains, in the in the very beginning, it might even be in the intro. And there's one in another chapter. I give kind of like a, a key, like mm-hmm. a like a grid, right? Like who Pharaoh represents, who Moses represents, who Aaron mm-hmm. represents, who the people represent mm-hmm. um, to help kind of connect mm-hmm. yeah. now to back then mm-hmm. um, to kind of enhance your experience mm-hmm. through Exodus. Instead of treating it like some outdated old story that does like, oh, okay, yeah, that happened. No, mm-hmm. no, it can be so alive in your life right now. You can see God still working in the same ways uh, when you kind of use that, that grid or that lens to read the story with, so... Yeah, it's really good. And I'm, I've actually started reading your book and I'm enjoying it. I um, I was actually reading it on the plane the other day and I was thinking, oh, this is so good. And so I'm going to try and finish it in the next few weeks. But yeah, it's been really like a blessing to read through it. And I think it's so practical as well, like the questions that you ask and everything. So yeah, I think it's really good and helpful for us because a lot of books focus like bible study books focus a bit more on the new testament and there's nothing wrong with that but it is good to also look through these old testament characters and stories and they're very encouraging and even the other book the first part um which was uh, remind me of the name again of the first the relevant one. old testament yeah that's it the relevant old testament i remember reading through the story of isaac and rebecca and that really touched me mm-hmm. it was like what mm-hmm. i needed in that season of my life like just reading through that story and everything so and the the questions you asked and everything it was really good to kind of highlight certain points because it's this process of discovery I suppose in the bible when we're like really reading it and like finding like little details and things oh yeah that's true so I go through this as well or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so so good you know like I said before everything I write it's 
it's just like what God's inspiring me. It's like what he put in my head, Mm -hmm. like lit up. And then I'm like, oh, so one of those things is, you know, encouraging, enticing people, if you will, to go Mm -hmm. back to the Old Testament. Yeah. That it is not like it doesn't matter just because we have the new covenant. No, it it actually enhances mm-hmm. the new covenant, um, you know, because Jesus is the fulfillment yeah. of the covenant. And so it's like it actually enhances it and strengthens mm-hmm. the Bible as a whole. Yeah. When you yeah. when you read both. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. <clears throat> yeah, so um, uh, where can people find you, your podcast, and your books? Yes, well, so on Instagram, I still go live mm-hmm. Monday okay. through Friday mm-hmm. um, at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, and I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I read the Bible. Yeah. It's called Daily Bible Reading, and so I just read um, small passages each day and kind of share whatever God makes me aware of in that reading. I do it, you know, it's all just like on the cusp. It's, it's just like right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the podcast you can find on all major platforms, including Spotify and okay. Apple podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really do love the podcast. I, mm-hmm. I really do. I love all the interviews I got to have. Some are with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I feel like, you know, the people who, who have listened and let me know they they find a lot of encouragement for their faith mm, um and living because the you don't have to be perfect podcast mm-hmm. the, the name of it is like you know that's where it started with getting rid of this perfectionistic idea that that we have to be perfect to mm-hmm. experience like the good mm-hmm. and it's not true um so it's, it but it essentially is just about experiencing life with god yeah, yeah. um it's good and stuff. then yeah all my books are available on amazon mm-hmm. um so that's just an easy buying option you mm-hmm. know you can get it ebook paperback and i even have a hard cover ah, okay. for the wilderness remains i was so excited about that because <laughs> i've never had one and i was like it's a hard cover <laughs> yeah yeah that's good to yeah, and with yeah. these nonfiction books, Christian books, it is good to have like a paper copy to underline things or write things in. Oh you. yeah, yeah. So. Oh, I love, I love, you know, physical copies. Mm. I really do. I mean, I I get the convenience of an ebook. Mm-hmm. That's why I make them. But yeah. um, I just I love having a hard copy. Yeah. Also, with the wilderness remains this time, I created a companion journal. To okay. go with it so okay. that you don't have to write in your book and make it, it all messy. You can uh, write in the journal instead ah. and it's all formatted to follow the book. Okay. So. Okay. That's good. Okay. So I'll have to look into that actually because I got The Wilderness Remains on the Kindle. And mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I was I was actually thinking I have my own journals, but it's actually good to have like something that's actually accompanies the book because that way it's like all ready yeah. for questions. And it has. Like it has the questions. Yeah, exactly. From yeah. the book in the journal. And, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's kind yeah. of helpful. Yeah, that's good. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thank you for coming on today. It was really good to chat. And yeah, it was really encouraging as well. 
Oh, yeah, you encouraged me too. So thank you so much.